Welcome to Riverdale. Welcome to Riverdale. Y'all, 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 what the fuck is going on in Riverdale? This is season three, episode eight, which is chapter 43, Outbreak. On the road and running out of places to stay, Jughead and Archie head to Toledo to visit Jughead's mother, Gladys, and sister, Jellybean. Man, let me tell you about this shit. I don't know what the fuck is going on. So apparently there is an outbreak uh, in Riverdale High. All the cheerleaders have these seizures. Apparently it's linked to some other shit. Then in the midst of all the confusion, Cheryl gets Tony Topaz back to her house where she's like waking up in this bed. And she's like, oh my God, girl, I love you so much. I can't believe what's going on. And she's like, oh, I love you too, baby. And then Cheryl's like, you can stay as long as you want, even permanently. And homegirl's like, you mean move in with you? Y'all, this is just a taste of the shit that has been going on this whole goddamn episode. I'm your host, Rain Coleman. Uh, Welcome to Riverdale is the Carefree Black Nerds review of CW and Archie Comics Riverdale. We are in season three and shit still, they still topping the bullshit that they've done before. Um, So like I said, the Gargoyle King shit going on, the seizure stuff is going on. It's just a big ball of bullshit. Now, Veronica is one of the uh, vixens that fell victim, victim, victim to the seizures. So with that being said, Veronica wakes up in her parents' home and they're arguing. I'm like, eh, how cliche is this? Why are you arguing about the situation at hand while she lays there in her room with the door open as if she's not going to come to and come out and argue with you, which is what she's done the entire episode. Veronica has been cutting into her dad, into her parents, like sick of them. Um, we catch up with Archie and Jughead, and I still have the same critique and criticism that I have of Archie. Why in the entire fuck are you going to Toledo? Why have you not reached out to your dad? Why, if you're going to go anywhere, don't you go to Chicago to stay with your mom, who is a capable parent, far away from Riverdale, and also a lawyer? Like, it just seems like that would just be the best bet. But that'd be too much like, right, I guess we'd have no show then. But the shit is frustrating as hell. These kids are doing some stupid shit. Um, so Jughead and Archie go to the gate of this, like, I don't know, scrapyard. Some serpent-looking guy, generic serpent number one, uh, is like, oh, what do you want? You came here to buy some parts or to some shit? He's like, no, my name's Jughead, and I'm looking for my mother, Gladys. Um... We meet Jellybean, who's a blonde chick, which I, I don't know why I thought that she was a brunette or dark-haired like everyone else. Maybe in the comics she is. I don't know. All that aside, she's a bit annoying, but I do kind of like her character. Um, it's not a lot there. Uh, she We instantly find out she has a crush or some attraction to Archie, um, which pays off in a few scenes from now. And... Uh, I don't know, but seeing Gladys, I'm like, okay, Gladys, I see you, boo. Um, I'm interested to know what the timeline of FP and Gladys is. Like, I tweeted about that. What the fuck is going on with these two? Like, 
SP with the 90s episode, we know that he got Betty, Betty, he got um, Alice pregnant. She had Chick and or Chick analog or whoever, that boy. She had that boy and, and whatever happened to him. But that being said, after that Gargoyles and Griffiths and Gargoyles game situation, they moved on, they being the adults, to their regular or new lives. Where the hell did Gladys fall in line with this timeline? I'm very, I'm utterly confused. Uh, they don't flesh that out too well, but I mean, I guess whatever. Uh, it's comics or TV. Um, also, oh, so this is when the uh, post the cheerleaders falling out. The student lounge is closed now, and so Weatherby comes in sweeps the high school with a bunch of motherfuckers in hazmat suits, which, like, I get it, but first of all, why are you doing this without these uh, kids' parents having any clue about what's going on? Secondly, Weatherby, why are you not in a hazmat suit? Like, if whatever the fuck is going on is supposedly contagious, why are you walking around in a suit and tie and not a hazmat uniform? Like the And then what about the kids who are not having seizures? Like, can we not address this in a better way that kind of separates the vaccinated from the unvaccinated like is this ah this is weird and frustrating to even watch i was like why do you bring weatherby in for this bullshit this show has been going on without him for so long i mean i'm happy he getting a check the actor black man getting the check waldo weatherby but you just like pops bring him out when it's necessary and then throw him back in the closet like there is no He's not fleshed out. He's always angry or looking mad or upset, which understandably so. You're the principal at Riverdale. There's always some fuck shit going on there. But, like, can we do more for this character? Like, give me some backstory. Give me a day in the life of Weatherby. Give me more than just the angry man who's doing your bidding whenever the script calls for it. Like, I know everyone can't be an A-list character in the show, but shit, like, uh, it almost seems like a waste. Um, so apparently there is some meeting, town hall, teacher, kid, adult meeting that Cheryl has been CC'd in the emails to, like, which seems like a huge oversight on someone's part. Like, if this is a kind of sort of secret meeting, it, maybe not, but it is because no one knows where the location is. Why is Cheryl being CC'd into these? Just because she's student council president or student body president, that means absolutely nothing. If she's not supposed to be privy to this information, then take her off the goddamn email or create a new email. This is weird. Um, so she shows up with Veronica, who escaped from Weatherby's hazmat chase down. And uh, it's like they aren't trying hard enough. Like, if you really are trying to get the affected or infected... Why is Veronica just roaming free? Um, I don't know. This is odd. So in this like town hall meeting, there's Penelope Blossom, uh, Alice Cooper. There's an Asian lady who I thought was Reggie's mom, who I'm hoping isn't Reggie's mom because she just sat back there silently. Then there's another lady. I don't can tell if she's white or Asian. That really doesn't matter. Then there's a black guy sitting in the back. But it's like these are people, extras who are just in Weatherby's office. Um, in this office, it's also Weatherby and Hiram and Hermione. And it, I just, it's, 
this is stupid. I just, it's, oh God. So in the midst of this meeting where Penelope is like airing her grievances, in walks Cheryl and Veronica. And essentially how it goes is they start throwing out accusations. Veronica, dad, how in the fuck you going to make these drugs at the prison, which used to be Southside High, and then you're feeding it to folks. And like she's rattling off all these things. And I like it, but... What frustrates me, and I want to say, oh, we're their kids, but no, this show treats them like their kids one scene, and then they're adults in a college-age sitcom drama the next. I don't like that. Every single time somebody finds out something, and this is everybody, Betty, Archie, Veronica, Jugga, everybody, they go blabbing to the person that they're, like, upset at what the thing is. Oh, I found out that you killed these kids and grind their bones in a dozen, use this to make a new... Like, why are you telling this person instead of the authorities it's such a weird thing and then even kind of a flash forward where betty and ethel team up to like take down sister wonderhood or whatever it's like she's like yeah you're gonna tell all this to the authorities there is no sheriff there is no police force who is she telling this it's such a weird riverdale is in an odd space predicament right i just whatever so in the midst of cheryl and veronica cussing out everybody because you fuck with my vixens you fucking with me okay calm down and dad you're a horrible person okay you've been singing this song every episode for the last two seasons shut up all that happens and then hermione and penelope share a look penelope stands up and has a seizure which uh, what the fuck is this? So, a, a few things. I'm thinking either Penelope and Hermione are in cahoots. I think that's a given regardless of what the situation is. But either Hermione is the Gargoyle King and she, like, put Penelope under some spell, made her have a seizure. Or they're in the note together and Penelope's like, oh, well, you want to talk about seizures? This is the only way to get you to shut up. I'll have a seizure. It's just, it, it, oh god this is frustrating but it's so odd to even have her have the seizure after we just discussed not even a breath before that there was people in hazmat suits here quarantining all of these different people who are victims of these seizures and another thing why are these seizures contagious why is that a uh i don't know um alice went to betty to be like oh baby i mean there was some shit going on. Everybody had a seizure and I'm glad you were here when you had yours and it's such a, whatever, Alice, you're a horrible parent. Uh, flashback to Toledo. Archie is walking around where I do not know when we saw him the scene before Gladys, Gladys Jones told him, Hey, Archie, get up, go get you some food. The cheek of the pig. Cause they had a roasted pig. The cheek of the pig is the tastiest. Okay. Next scene, he's walking away from every freaking body else. And now Peabody, Penny, whatever, comes out with a shank. Pretty much trying to stab him in the neck. And she says, which I cannot fucking believe, you've left for breadcrumbs of your whereabouts since you left Riverdale. How do you think I was able to find you so quickly? What? What the hell do you mean? Left what? Like... There's nothing that these two have done to leave breadcrumbs outside of like giving up your real name in whatever town that was in. They were they were in in the last episode of the episode before. Other than that, they have not done anything outside of Archie having red hair. And then you may be asking people around. Have you seen two guys? One with dark hair, one with red hair. What has Archie and Jughead done 
to raise suspicion or to leave breadcrumbs for somebody. That was such a weird, it's like they just threw that into the script and we were supposed to just go with it. That makes no sense. That, that makes absolutely no sense. And then to bring up that line and not have planted these Easter eggs prior to, it's like this show, the writers don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just writing a story and just throwing shit in whenever they feel like it and just, you know, hopes that you just see it and go with it, which I did to try to enjoy the show, but she just lied. That is not, that is not a thing. Um, Mama Jones uh, catches Penelope. Well, what actually happens is uh, Jelly Bean shoots Penelope in the head with a slingshot. I have to admire this show. Give it to them. They're, well, no, 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 no. Let me take that back. I was going to say something about them not using guns for violence and not necessarily taking a stand against the NRA, but just having this show kind of exist in this old school nostalgic space, even though it's very modern and using things like slingshots and, and fisticuffs and all that. But I don't want to give them too much, but that was a pretty okay scene. Jelly Bean, I could really have done without her though. So after Penelope, Penelope, Penny is tied up. Because Gladys already don't like her because Homegirl had an issue with FP and Gladys back in the day. Which, again, what timeline is this? Where does Gladys fall? Where does she fall in the timeline prior to Jughead? And where does she fall in the timeline prior to the start of Riverdale Season 1, Episode 1? When did she go away? Like, And then apparently, and I think I vaguely remember this, where she told Jughead, this isn't a good time for you to come because he wanted to come to Toledo. I do remember that. I probably had a rant on that on one of the episodes. But what the fuck? I just, again, I feel like it's another thing that the show just did not have a clue what they were going to do. They just know they needed something to kind of touch on it. Um, thankfully enough, they did pick up that loose end because I wouldn't put it past the show to just overlook that whole conversation. Additionally, and very kind of a tangent, what the fuck is going on with Kevin's mom? Are we going to just see her whenever they get... You know, an old school woman to a woman who has been in the acting game for a while, maybe an old teen, teen drama, teen, teenage dream queen, <laughs> woman, actress to play his mom. Like, and why didn't they put the same care with Josie's dad? Like, he was there for one episode, and you're doing this thing where you get these women or these seasoned actresses, and why don't you do the same with her dad? Make it be, you know, somebody, some kind of washed up or not very known anymore black actor to, whatever so Gladys like takes out a knife or something she's like yeah bitch I saw what you did to my son you cut up his arm and she's like oh and it was business she said, oh no nigga I'm his mama so it's my business and she oh they didn't show what she did but she told everybody to leave the or go inside which okay I can't overlook the fact that what is going on with this family? So Gladys got away from Riverdale. She's in Toledo, whatever. She has like adopted this lost boys serpent adjacent group of like wayward boys and girls who are now her kind of version of the serpents. It's such a, ah, Riverdale want to be oppressed and poor so bad. (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, But yeah, so she cut into her. We don't see what happened. Everything is off screen. We never even see Penny again. And I like that Jughead's mom, when she's talking to him, him and Archie, she's like, motherfucker, you can't even see the forest for the trees. Yo ass paying so much attention about, you know, uh, Archie and shit. You don't even see that Riverdale was the end game, which a few things. 
I like that. I I like that idea, but then I'm like, what the fuck? It's so odd that at the end of the day, Hiram is after Riverdale, but then I guess it's on brand for him, but it just still feels very small time. I feel like the show doesn't know what they're doing. Um, Jughead mom is like, eventually she tells them, you got to fucking get rid of Archie because Hiram is after him and anyone who's helping him, which means you, which means you are now in the line of fire, which means any of his friends, any of his loved ones or whatever. Archie hears, he's like, yeah, you know, Jughead, you got to let me go. And she's like, no, I can't let you go. You're my best friend. And he's like, oh, but you got to let me go. Okay, whatever. That emotional scene, cool. I get it. I don't really care for Archie. Um, What happens next is that Gladys essentially, or off screen, calls up FP and Fred. This is the smartest move that this show could have done. Why in the fuck have we not seen Fred Prior to, not my man, maybe you couldn't afford Luke Perry. Maybe he wasn't written into his contract to be in so many episodes. I don't know what the thing is, but this is dumb. Archie is acquitted of all charges. He is no longer a criminal. Yes, Hiram is after him, but why in the fuck can't he go back to his life? Even if he can't go back to his life, why wouldn't he have the brains to reach out to his mom and go see her? It's, this Riverdale is so odd. It's like it's serious. It's taking itself too seriously, and then it's a... Uh, teenage angsty drama and then you add in some supernatural elements and then you like they've thrown all this shit into a pot and then now they're trying to kind of cipher through what's what and make it make sense and it's like if you had a win in with a plan to begin with you wouldn't have these issues that being said move on to betty betty is no longer under the spell of the fizzle rocks she has taken the candy but then she goes to the bathroom and vomits which is good get that shit out your system cool she pretty much teases Ethel by, like, talking to all the other girls at the asylum and, like, oh, the Gargoyle King loves me. I'm his favorite, this and that, to coax her into going to see the Gargoyle King with her, her being Ethel. So a smart move on Betty's part. And it seemed to be that Betty is the most capable person on this show. So because she knows that this is just hallucinations, she, Betty, locks Ethel into the room with the Gargoyle King until she can, like, come down off of these drugs. Cool. My only issue with that is no one can fucking hear Ethel screaming in there. Two, even if they're just ignoring it, was nobody aware? Like, I would imagine when you're taking the girls to see the Gargoyle King, it's because everyone knows, the staff anyways. So if you know there's no girl on schedule to be in the Gargoyle King's room, why, when you hear this screaming, assuming anyone even hears the screaming, don't you go check it out and see what the fuck is going on. Weird. Um, also that Betty kind of came down off her high so easily and so quickly. But she did kind of explain it away in the later scene about like, I have been through a lot of stuff. I've seen a lot of shit. It's, it's going to take more than that to break me, which I'm good for that. I think Betty is probably my favorite. Um, she's the smartest, most capable. And in the midst of all the shit she's going through, she seems to be the only one with her head on straight. An issue or concern that I have, why the fuck ain't nobody looking for Betty? Like, what is going on? When Archie was in trouble, the whole fucking world stopped. Then when Betty actually speaks to Veronica later, she's like, girl, where have you been? I thought you was at the farm. What? So even if she was at the farm, you really think that your friend would have went to the farm and not reached out to you? Like, it feels like it's been, I don't know, a month I'll even give you 
three weeks, two and a half weeks. Nobody and and Jughead has been calling. Motherfucker, you don't hear from your girlfriend. I just it's such a I can't get my head around this again. Betty is the most capable person on this show. Like, I know for a fact she is my favorite of this episode and probably of the season so far. Um, Veronica and Reggie get into this whole finding out what the fuck going on. That that really didn't matter. Um, So, the kids solving mystery thing. I didn't like it. It, Sometimes it gets in the way of the story, but for some reason, I did enjoy it this go-round. Um... Veronica and uh, Shiro get a message from Betty, which is to go and investigate some shit or whatever. And they end up at Penelope's and dousing her in maple syrup, which is like, oh, that seems like a health hazard. And she she confesses, she, Penelope, confesses that Hiram, they're speaking so vaguely, which, ugh, just say concrete what this is. Don't leave us hanging like you don't know what the fuck going on. She says that he's going to make it so that everybody can do what they do or whatever else, which Cheryl interpreted and which the audience interpreted as he's going to make drugs and prostitution and other shit legal, which cool. Okay. I get that. But the fact that he has to make this hellscape in order for those things to be legal. And I'm really focusing mainly on sex work, which that should be legal anyways. Um, it's like, uh, it's so weird. It's almost like a Sodom and Gomorrah type thing. I think that's what they may be getting at. Either way, it's just it's frustrating. Now, towards the end, we get Betty and Ethel teaming up. They lock homegirl, the the sister, Mary Catherine Gallagher or whatever, into the room with the Gargoyle King. She confesses. And this is the thing that pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> the Gargoyle King storyline, the G&G, could have been something great. Now it's woven into this seizure thing, which is into this larger narrative of Hiram trying to control Riverdale, which essentially is this Hiram is be trying to become the king of Riverdale, making everybody sick and quarantining off Riverdale, which ugh, stupid. Okay. Taking a few steps back, sister, whoever, Woodward, whatever, she confesses that the Gargoyle King started off as them like reprimanding women and girls in the asylum, locking them in a room, which is why is this room even here? But locking them in this room with this gargoyle and they got scared. And then the few of the more mad quote unquote mad, uh, residences like came up with a fantasy story to cope with seeing the gargoyle. And they created the gargoyle King and Griffiths and gargoyles and all that other shit. Okay. Betty says, okay, how did they get out in the open? Well, we created the game off of there, whatever. It kept them more docile and this and that. Okay. What the fuck is going on, Riverdale? If this is the case, first of all, Gargoyles and Griffins, whatever, could have been a phenomenal storyline. You could have did some shit with it. But to tie it into all this, trash. If these, if this game is a result of these girls going mad, okay, I'm going to go with you there. How in the fuck... Did it get out to everyone? And how is this game so powerful? It's like controlling the minds of the impressionable youth. Weird. Especially when you're just going on and doing. I uh, I just I just don't get it. I'm not someone who is familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, which is what this game is clearly based off of. If you are, tweet me. Use the hashtag WTRPod and let me know what the f- if it's seem realistic or not. Because it's odd to me. Since we got the 90s episode with the parents, my concern is 
if Hiram is pumping drugs into the community to get people to hallucinate and play this game and to be more um, easy to control, cool. You cannot make me believe that that has been his plan all along since he was a high school kid in the 90s, especially since this game has come out prior to because they were playing the game as kids. You're also not about to backdoor me and say, oh, well, the game was out and maybe Hiram just learned of the game and then used the game later on when he became an adult. No, because the way that the show set this up is that this game was created by these women who went mad and it was a, a way to control the population, which they did. But then the end game from all of this seems to be Hiram controlling Riverdale. And I'll say the surrounding areas, but Riverdale, because Riverdale is quarantined at the end of the episode. This could not have been his final end game. You can't make me believe that the Riverdale writers knew about this way back when in season, end of season one, beginning of season two, when he was just buying up properties from season one. You can't make me believe that because it's not true. This is weird. This is a very odd retcon that doesn't seem to make sense. But I'm going to just go with it, but I am not happy. This is odd. Why are you quarantined? Like, okay. And I even accept everything you're giving me. Now that you've quarantined Riverdale, what next? Like, you're the king. Okay. What next, though? It's weird. Like, are you throwing Riverdale into this dark, old-school king arthur knights of the realm type of environment are you just making it this dystopian present where you know sex workers and drug addicts and sodom and gomorrah can run rapid what is the fucking goal you are now the king of riverdale or elder Vare. what next what is the point and then for Hermione to kind of go with it. It's like, it's one thing to go with the illegal dealings that your husband is doing and y'all kind of figuring it out together, but to quarantine off an entire town so that you can rule as king. That's very fucked up. That is, that's odd as hell. I just don't see the point. It doesn't make sense to me. And I don't think it ever will. I don't care what the show does. Like, you got to come at me with some shit that really makes me think, but I don't see what, what can you pull out your ass to make this all make sense? Or to even make it feel like this has been the plan all along. This doesn't make sense because in season one, I think is when Hiram was snatching up property because uh, we found out that Jughead was living at the movie theater and that was going back in season one. So I don't know. This is this is dumb. Um, this couldn't have been the end game. This is the thing that been pissing me off. Like Hiram. Is he hallucinating? Because at the end of the episode, he's drinking scotch or Hennessy or whatever with a Gargoyle King, like, outfit, whatever. Is he hallucinating that or is that real? And then if it is real, that still doesn't explain away the fact that there is an actual person dressed as the Gargoyle King in Riverdale, not only now, but back in the 90s. Like, it's, it's such a, it's so weird. It's so weird. Like... Uh, it's weird. I'm gonna end it there, y'all. This shit is weird as the fuck. Um, favorite character, Betty. My favorite scene is Betty dressed up as the Griffin Queen and releasing all of the inmates. Uh, that was cool. Um, all in all, this was a pretty solid episode. I think it was a good mid-season finale. It felt like they were kind of ramping things up and kind of trying to tie up loose ends or at least get close to it, um, as quickly as possible. And I, just, I don't even know if this is a mid-season finale. I would imagine that it is, but if it ain't, oh, well, I'll be back next week. All in all, this was, this was weird. <laughs>
<laughs> um, again, this is Welcome to Riverdale. This is a Carefree Black Nerd review show. Uh, I am your host, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd. Check other shows before and after this episode in the news feed. Let me know what you think. Read, read, uh, <laughs> like, uh, subscribe, uh, retweet, repost. Hashtag me, WTRPod. Let me know you're listening. Um, rate and review. Give me them five stars on Apple Podcasts. And let me know where you're listening as well. Like, use a hashtag. Say, hey, Spotify. Hey, Player Film. Hey, SoundCloud. Whatever. Let me know. Um, this has been a weird season. So I'm hoping that they come hard. And even if it's goofy and all fucked up, I just want a better, more consistently um, good season that doesn't leave us with 500 plot threads or just something that's so just like inconceivable so that being said uh thank you for listening and uh hope to see and talk and listen with you guys <laughs> and until next time stay carefree stay nerdy stay geeky and stay out of riverdale because it is quarantine now so that's that <laughs>